Tired of trying to figure out where to spend marketing dollars, not getting any return on investment with ad spends? What if I told you there was a way to get free advertising? True Brain mentor Julie Johnston is here to tell you how to do exactly that right after this. Website designer, marketer, landing page software, calendar, CRM, form builder, emailing service, texting platform. I'm not reading the rest of this. You can get rid of all of that stuff and more by switching to Gym Lead Machine. I use this platform along with Chris Cooper and over 60% of the Two Brain mentorship team. The average gym owner saves over $300 a month with Gym Lead Machine and they'll waive the $1,000 setup fee for Two Brain radio listeners. Switching is easy and you can go live in just one week. Visit gymleadmachine.com to watch a demo and book a sales call. Welcome to Two Brain Radio. I'm Mike Workington here with certified Two Brain mentor, Julie Johnston. Julie has gotten tons of free advertising over the years, and she's going to share her secrets with you. All right, Julie Johnston, welcome to Two Brain Radio. How are you today? Oh, man, no complaints. So excited to be here. Where are you at in the world? I am in Las Vegas, Nevada, United States world. Is it hot? I don't know. It's fine. No, it's great. It's great. You can go just about 30 miles out of uh, Las Vegas and and get some great, great weather anytime you want, Mount Charleston. So I haven't even noticed. Okay, well, we're going to gamble today and see if we can win some free advertising with you. Season that we're talking from Las Vegas. Uh, is there such a thing? I've been told there's nothing, nothing in life is free. And you're telling me there might be some free advertising. Is there such a thing? Well, I mean, it does require your time. And they do okay. say time is money. But what I am, I'm going to tell you this one really cool free trick that you might not have heard of before. I'm going to tell you at the end of this podcast. So you have to listen because there are some steps in between that I definitely want to uh, kind of get into your brain and, and have you follow before we get into the, the one cool trick. So the payoff is coming at the end. Yes. Okay. So if people want to hear it, they, they have to listen all the way through and then they'll, uh, you'll give them, you'll give them all your secrets. Well, I'll give them one secret. Okay. Well, one, one big one would count. So we'll definitely do that. Guys, listen yeah. along. Julie's going to give you something good at the end. Uh, before we do that, uh, tell me a little about your history. Why are you an expert in free advertising? What, uh, what's your story? So first of all, I started when I was 17. I had a one-woman show, little print business, and I was uh, making flyers for people, and I was helping them <laughs> do mailers. You remember mailers? I do. So I go post office with my bulk postage and, and mail out for local businesses. And uh, when I was 21, I had gained 65 pounds and I couldn't stand myself. And so I started my gym when I was 21 and I used my advertising history to kind of help with the gym. And so I did flyers on doors, flyers at the college. I, I built up the business and started doing TV and radio. Uh, I had a $10,000 per month ad budget, TV and radio. Then the recession hit. So you're starting to be able to guess my age. <laughs> and uh, after the recession hit, you know, it, it really took away a lot of the uh, opportunity we had to say, hey, we're going to spend a bunch of money to get a bunch of people through the doors. We had to just be a lot more careful. So guess what was starting at that time? Groupon. Okay. So Mike, did you know that you're talking to the girl who sold the most Groupons in one day for a gym, 1,121? Wow, is that you? That's actually you? That's, that's me. I mean, I don't know if it's still the record, but it is not something uh, to actually be proud of. But I just want you to know that I went that route. Did, that, come with I, a, did you get a prize for it? Did they give you a plaque or something? I don't know. If they did, I was too embarrassed to, to hang it up. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell gyms to do Groupon, but uh, you we also learn from our mistakes. And so you did that. You've probably found some much better ways to do it now. But that's amazing that you managed to sell that many. 
Well, and I just want you guys to know that I've tried a lot of things. So I can definitely tell you what not to do. And that, that's what we're going to do that's first. And, learn, then, yeah. and then we did challenges and we're going to go over the challenges too. And I'm going to tell you like how we did build our business on these things. We rebuilt our business on these things, but I'm going to tell you the problems that came with that as well. Um, we've always been able to get a lot of free press. You know, there's very few things like happening at 5 a.m. So just a little tidbit for you, like local news stations, if they know that you have a class going on at 5 a.m., they'll come visit you when there's nothing else going on. Just a little tip there. And uh, in 2018, December 2018, I just started, uh, I decided to start for the first time, like real paid ads on Facebook. And I had, you know, someone uh, helping me with that. And it was so surprising how well they did, but they did not represent our brand well. I did not like the ads. My coaches were asking me, what is this? This doesn't look like us. It worked. We closed sales. I didn't like the ads. And, you know, it brought in great people, but, you know, about half the people that would come in, they just definitely weren't a good fit. So after that experience, you know, I, I kind of ran the gamut with uh, paying for advertising, I felt like, and, and doing free advertising and getting people like Groupon to help. So I'm like, you know, Julie, have you really tried all the free things? Like, have you really tried it? And so I quit cold turkey. And, you know, just to give you an idea of that December, in December, I made $18,000 in front end revenue on paid ads. But I didn't, I didn't like what we were doing. And so I quit cold turkey, even though it was working. And I, I said, for the next year, I'm going to represent my brand properly. And I'm going to get as much free advertising as I can because have I ever really done this? And, and over that year uh, at my second location, it's, it's a little bit, the second location is newer, newer audience. So it's a little bit easier to gauge metrics off of. We increased our revenue January to January 41% with free advertising. How cool is that? We'll get back to free advertising in just a minute. Two Brain Radio is brought to you by Forever Fierce. Reach out to them to sell more apparel or retail items. Matt Albrizio and his team will save you time with templates. They'll provide ideas and tell you what's selling best, and they'll supply marketing material and pre-order sheets. If you want to get serious about apparel and retail, visit foreverfierce.com today. And this is Camp Rhino, correct? Yes, this is Camp Rhino in yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Cutting off your, we all know that marketing is kind of addicting, right? When it's really cool to put up these ads, see people clicking and watching all the things and seeing people come into your lead sheet and then seeing them come into the business. So you just went cold turkey. Like I've heard that that might be just about as tough as, you know, quitting smoking. <laughs> well, you know what? It just doesn't feel good to build something for, at that time it was 15 years and feel like you're doing something that you don't like to, to make money. And okay. I didn't, I didn't like those, those ads. I, I, they were, they were kind of, they got people in, they got cold traffic, people who had never heard of us. They got them in the door, but I, I just, I just didn't like them. And I'm not going to tell you what they were. You can use your imagination <laughs> um, <laughs> for that. But uh, advertising is fun as long as you don't have to make money from it. Okay. So now you've told me that you went cold turkey and so you had to find a way to, you know, quote unquote, feed yourself without paying for advertising. 
I bet you have some incredible stories of, of free advertising things, you know, gimmicks and stunts that you've pulled. Have you got some of those? I think I've heard one before, but do you have some really good ones? I do. So none of, none of my great stories are from the past year, the okay. past year. And I'm, I'm going to tell you how I did it. The past year was really just following the good old two brain principles of producing content on all the channels. And I'm going to tell you exactly the steps that we went through on that, but a, a couple of good stories. So obviously you have the group on story. But another one, and this was years ago. So seven years ago, um, we like we were about to lose everything, and and I was trying to figure out how we could, you know, get people in the door. And back then, I still had that free mentality, and I was trying to save the world, still trying to save the world. Um, but I, I don't want to uh, be poor and, and give up my house again ever to try to save the world. So back then, we decided to do this free six-week challenge, and it was awesome. It was, okay? People would pay $300. They would get it back at the end of the challenge if they, and, and they didn't have to lose 20 pounds or anything like that. They just had to come to a certain amount of classes, and they had to meet with the nutritionist once a week. And we're giving this away for free, right? But it, we over-delivered on value so much that we actually had a 70% conversion into memberships. We had a 98% across the board graduation rate. That's so people, huge. Which meant you can do the math and figure out how many refunds we were giving. $300. I probably have given the most re refunds in the history of our gym software because of that challenge because people would complete the challenge and they would get a refund. And then 50% would stay longer than six months. But here's the thing. The classes were full, coaches were suffering because of client turnover and the 30% who would come and they would utilize all of our resources for six weeks and, and we loved on them and we treated you know, them, you know, they deserve to be treated well, right? But then they were just there for the six weeks and, and then they would leave and that was really, really hard. We were changing lives. I loved doing it, um, but we were sacrificing a lot to do it. And so here's the thing, uh, from that lesson, I learned that if you're not in this for the long game, then you just have to either sell or get out. That is what I've arrived to. And I'm in this for the long game. So here's what we've done now. This is how we increased 41% off of free advertising. The first thing we focused on was fixing our business. We had to commit ourselves to what we were doing. You know, back in the day, I thought that my goal was, you know, I thought that my perfect day was to have my gym running by itself and I get to work out there, yay, and then I get to do whatever I want all day. Actually, that doesn't make me happy. Working, striving, building, connecting, helping people, that makes me happy. So I am committed to my gym. I'm committed to advertising for my business because Micro gyms, in my opinion, are too small to have a $100,000 a year marketing person to quote unquote, do it right. And, there and should, if your business isn't running properly, there's no sense in dumping more people in a sinking ship, right? Yes. Yes. And that's, exa that's exa exactly, that's exactly where we're going with this. So, so step number one is get excited about helping people with your content. Play the long game. And the first step for anyone who wants to capitalize on, on free advertising, there is nothing more important, in my opinion, than what I'm about to say. And it's that you have to get your mission and your client avatar right. You have to figure out what you're trying to do with your gym, and you have to figure out who you're trying to attract. And Tubring does a great job of this in the incubator. But when I went through it, I was still 
like thinking, I, I wasn't thinking about how I was advertising when it came to that. So when this is right, and, and when you have your avatar right, you think about that avatar with everything you put out and you get excited about putting out content. So instead of saying, oh man, I need to advertise. Oh man, I need to post on social media. I, I really need to do this. Instead, you're like, I have a message. I have an audience. I need to change the world. I'm about to do it with this blog post that I'm about to put out. And if people don't like the blog post, it's probably because they're not my you know, client avatar. They're not my C client. They're not my best client. So that's the first thing. Figure out who that is. Then, of course, systems. Get ready to take amazing care of that new client that you're going to bring in. So here's the thing. If you're in love with your client avatar, if you have built this dream client and you, you, you can visualize them, you want them to have the absolute best journey possible. And you want, you want to hear about mine? So uh, my dream client is Teddy, the male version is Dalton. And Teddy, she tries to be positive and she tries, you know, to be motivated, but she just doesn't quite have like the tools. She just doesn't quite know how to get to her goals. And that's where we come in. And she's been looking for her whole life for, for a gym like ours, where we will just take her, love on her and teach her all the things that she needs to know to be successful. And when I think of Teddy or Dalton, the male version of that, I can't wait to talk to them and I can't wait to build a system that protects them and helps them and gives them everything that they can want. So build that system second. And this, this is goal reviews, guys. This is two brain 101. Do the goal reviews. Ask your client, how are you doing? You know, our first month of our client journey actually has an appointment every single week. And we tell um, new clients when they come in the door, we, we say, hey, you know, we're going to sign you up for this membership. We're going to do this on wrap, but we want you to be taken care of. So we're going to add in mentoring for the first month. And this is serious. This is real. You're going to get a 10 minute check-in with your coach and our coaches teach the same classes Monday through Friday. And at that check-in, we're going to ask you about your last week. We're going to ask you how you're feeling. We're going to ask you like, what are our goals for next week? And we're going to make sure that you're okay coming through the journey. And, and that's the first month. And that's because I love Teddy and I love Dalton. And I want to take care of him. So, so the I'm next- going to interrupt for just one second and say, guys, listeners, if you want more on this stuff uh, in the archives, right before this episode, uh, we've got Brian Zimmerman talking about how to onboard clients and how that is your greatest opportunity for business, business success. After that, we've got Brian Strump, our chiropractor in Carolina, and he's telling you how to retain members for 10 years. And he's got a huge section there where he's talking about the client journey, which is super important. And that's where the avatars that Julie's talking about is, are coming in. And then our other in the archives, we also have Kalita Connell. Kalita is talking about taking your vision and making it operational. So that's meaning your mission statement, your vision statement, the thing that inspires you. She tells you exactly how to make that just tangible for clients on a day-to-day basis through systems and policies. So all the stuff that Julie just listed, we have episodes dedicated exactly to that in our archives. Check them out if you want to hear more. Go on to your next point. Thank you, Julie. Don't skip that part. There's a reason I'm talking about it when I'm supposed to be giving you free advertising tips. There's there's a reason. Please listen to all those guys. They've, you know, any way you do it, as long as you're thinking of helping your client, you know, avatar, as long as you're thinking of helping Teddy and Dalton, it's going to be the right way. Okay, next. Let's be clear. Like, you know, just as, as an aside, retaining a client is better than getting a new one, right? Like it's, it it's cheaper and is. better. And we've talked about, Chris has talked about uh, Chris Cooper, our founder for years, retaining clients, 
getting your, your systems dialed in and doing all things you got to make it a great business for people to stay in are much better than having to constantly find new clients. But at some point, once you've got everything dialed in and you as a mentor help clients do this in a ramp up program, once that happens, then it's time to find some new clients. But you want to find exactly like you said, the right clients. So on you go. Let's talk some more. I think that was such a great point, though. You know what the hard part of that is, Mike? Is And I've been here. I've been in a point, my lowest position as an entrepreneur was when I was $150,000 in debt. I had $24,000 that I had to write out in payroll. Wow. And if all of those checks were cashed, I would be negative $13,000 in my checking account. We're talking no savings. We're talking no rich people that I knew to help me. And there was an issue with my social security at the bank. So there, because of that, I couldn't ever get capital for my business. So Thanks. the problem is if you're listening and you're saying, okay, Julie, okay, Mike, okay, Brian Strom, okay, Brian Zimmerman, it's yeah, of course I want to retain clients, but my problem is I need money right now. That's my problem, Julie. Like I hear you, of course I know that, but I need money right now. My advice to you is if you're in this for the long haul, and you want to do this and you're serious about it, go get a loan and believe, gamble on yourself and give yourself breathing room. Get enough money to give yourself breathing room to build your business to last. Don't just try to get new clients into a broken system, into a broken foundation. You know, don't, don't do that. Just believe in yourself invest in yourself and don't go for the quick fix. I mentioned it earlier. Advertising is fun when you don't need the money. But most of my time owning a gym, I I needed the money. I was about to not make it. I was about to not make payroll if I didn't get new clients in the door. And that's such a terrible position to be in. And if I could go back and teach Julie something, I would say, Julie, do you believe in yourself? Do you believe you can make this work? Yeah, of course I do. Go get some money. And then I'd say, get, get, get a mentor. You know, because you and well, I and Chris Cooper and other people, we've made, we've made so many mistakes. Like we've made so many mistakes over the years. You don't have to make a decade worth of mistakes. All you have to do is talk to a mentor who can say, here's what you can, what you need to do. And the two brain roadmap will help you do that. But, you know, get some money, invest long term. And part of that is finding someone to guide you. You know what? I'm so glad you said that. Like we're on two brain radio. So I assume everyone believes in mentorship. It's listening. But you're right. Get some money and hire a mentor. <laughs> And fix your business. Thank you, Mike. Uh, so I'm going to be fast because it sounds like you have so many awesome mentors sharing so many awesome things on this podcast. But the next thing I want you guys to do is solve your clients' problems. What are your tools in your toolbox? Once you get these people in the door, what? how can you solve their problems and what are you going to give them to solve their problems? And I'm going to be super fast. Over deliver on value. What can you add to your memberships that add value? So I'm going to give you an example. Um, we're building a membership site right now and we're building content to just help our members out. So in these mentor check-ins, when someone says, I really need some stretching routines to, to do at home, we're going to unlock the stretching routines in the membership site over deliver on value, help them out. Yeah. Okay. I'm almost done. Last key point. And this, this is the big one. You know, I, I said, I said uh, that there was something else that was the most important thing, but this might be the other most important thing. Staff. Okay. If you don't have good, dedicated staff members, and this includes you, like it's okay if you're an operator, that's great. If you don't have good, dedicated staff members providing your services, then you don't have anything good to sell. 
So if you are advertising and your end service is something that just dumps people in to a group class where they get injured or they're not taken care of, or, you know, you just accept everyone or, or you discount and you're, you're discounting because you have to, because you're trying to get people in the door. It's this terrible, terrible cycle. And, or if half of your staff is awesome and half of your staff needs to go get a job somewhere else and not be a coach, then you're also going to have that problem where half of your service, half of it, half of the people serviced are not telling their friends. They're not getting the results they want. So please, I beg of you, don't advertise until you fix this. Like, do whatever you have to do to fix these things. And uh, okay, I'm, I'm off my I'm off my soapbox, but these are really what I wish I hadn't spent 16 years learning owning my gym. 16 years, like I just recently learned this. And if we could spend 16 minutes and save people 16 years, let's do it. That's great. And it's all in two brain, but for some reason. All of us, including myself, when we joined Two Brain, we're like, I just want to get to the marketing. I just want to get to the marketing. I don't want to do the systems and processes. So, okay, off my soapbox. I'm, I'm ready for for uh, the free advertising part now, unless you have a uh, something else. No, that's good. Let's. I mean, let's talk about. It. Let's talk about a little bit about how we get it, how we can capitalize capitalize on it. Uh, what is your what is your best technique for finding free advertising? You, you've hinted at a few things, like you've talked about, you know, 5 a.m., nothing's happening. How would you go about doing it right now? What would you do to get someone to pay attention to you and your business for free? So cool free trick that I stumbled upon. Go to Google My Business. Go and set up your business if you haven't already. Go to Manage Your Business and click on Posts. When you click on Posts, it's so cool. It's like Facebook on Google, except no one can comment and ruin your life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <It happens. laughs> um, but you can add an update, which can include a YouTube video or a picture, and it can include a certain amount of words. You can make posts on Google with client testimonials, or you can just you know, just do a blog post or, or anything that is you talking to your favorite client, me talking to Teddy and Dalton, anything I want to put out there, you can post on Google, the largest search engine that there is. How cool is that? And a couple of other extra things, you can add an offer. So we, we definitely don't believe in discounts, right? But we do discount our on-ramp because we want people to do it and our coaches still get paid well, and it's a great introductory, right? So you can add that on there. You can add updates to your businesses, and you can add events all on Google. So that's like the, the big, I hope it was worth it, guys, but I was blown away when I saw it. I hadn't heard anyone else talk about it. And so that's my first thing. My second I'm gonna, thing. I'm going to piggyback on that just for a sec because I love I love that stuff on Google and you can use like you can even put in uh, facility tours and things like that so you can take like 360 pictures of your stuff of your offices and spaces uh, and you can put up pictures of your staff the exterior of your business all the different stuff that you know Google wants people to find stuff and to spend time using their you know their sites and their their systems to find your business so when they search you know best local gym or something like that and they find you they want a user rich experience right right so you go oh i can click on the front door and i can walk through the facility i can see where the people are they're smiling staff members this is what the staff looks like these are some of the services 
all of that helps people get right in touch with your business because if they found you on Google and you have to do some work to get in the right spots on Google, but that's a whole other story. But if they find you and they can interact with your business, that is a huge, huge thing. And you know, I'll take you one further. There are a lot of people that don't update those Google My Business listings. And so you'll, you'll go to their site and it's like, okay, uh, holiday Monday and they're open and you go to the store and they're not there and you're furious. So really paying attention to that Google My Business listing is super important. So that is a huge free tip doesn't cost you anything. You can certainly spend ad dollars with Google if you so desire, but you do not have to. You can do it for free. And I remember when I was crazy busy trying to make it all happen, doing all the jobs, right? And things like Google and Yelp and trying to update it. I never knew what my passwords were like. It was just <laughs> this, this really tough thing. And so I want you to get into the mindset of investing in your business, investing in the foundation of your business so that you or someone else has the time to really take advantage of all of these things. And, and the daily post part of Google, that, that was the part that I just had no idea about. But, but you're right, Mike, and, and some other places too, LinkedIn, on LinkedIn, you can do a post a day. So if you make some type of post and you put it on Facebook, you can repurpose that for LinkedIn, for you know obviously Instagram, but also Google. And then Yelp allows photos. It doesn't allow posts or anything like that, but it allows photos, which is really, really nice. But I encourage you, like, if you feel like you've tried advertising and, and it's not working, or, or if you're just wondering what to do, dedicate yourself to figuring out a, a process for making a post a day and getting it on all the platforms and see what happens to your business. As long as you're talking to your client avatar. That, that's the little trick there. But I just challenge you to do that and see what happens. Chris has been doing this for well more than a decade. You know, he started blogging and, and just telling his story. You know, he, he had a screwed up business and he started fixing it and he started just writing about it. Uh, and that was back on an old site called don'tbuyads.com. And that spiraled into two brain mentorship. And Chris literally just started by just talking and just Con and it was don't buy ads like that was the name of the original site because he was just talking and creating content right so that's a really cool idea and I love that the fact you have your avatars named and identified like do you know <laughs> like do you have, like is Teddy left handed or right handed do you know uh, well in the picture of her eating delicious food with a smile on her face that I have up on my wall she's holding the food in her right hand so there okay, you so go you I have a picture of her and I, I have a picture of Dalton too it just really helps me. And, and, you know, Chris said a long time ago, find your muse and write to your muse. Um, but my problem was I would use a different muse every time. Sure. And, and then my message, you know, was just a little bit muddled there. But when I'm mentoring clients and we're talking about this, I say, Hey, how did, how did two brain business get you? Yeah. And they say, Oh, I've been following Chris for years. I've been following what he's been posting for years. And I say, exactly. <laughs> I asked people at the last two brain summit in Chicago, I asked a bunch of people the same question and almost a number of them said exactly that. They said, Oh, you know, I'd been reading Chris's stuff for forever. And, uh, you know, I just, all of a sudden it came to a point where I needed some help. And that was the first name that came to my mind. And again, so that goes back to what you're saying about the long game. It's not enough to put up an Instagram post or commit to it for like three weeks or you know, two months or something like that. When people talk about content marketing. You have to do it long term. And we're talking like 
Chris has done it for probably 15 years or more now at this point. It's a, it, it is a huge, it's like starting with this tiny little snowball. You're Las Vegas. I'm in Winnipeg, Canada. So I'll tell you the snowball analogy, but you push a small snowball and the more you push it, it gathers more snow and becomes this gigantic thing. And eventually if you get it down a hill, you just push the thing down and away it goes you're talking about building momentum and that doesn't happen from a short-term commitment. It doesn't happen from a little bit of Twitter. It doesn't happen from a little bit of Facebook. It's a long-term commitment. And I'll take you one further and say it really, you need a strategy for stuff. You can certainly just hammer things out, but at the other end of it, who is your avatar? Who are you speaking to? What did they want to see? What do they engage with? Put that stuff out. And it doesn't cost you anything but your time. And there is a cost to that, but it's still not a, not as extreme as buying a billboard on the side of the highway. And Trello boards, whoa, had didn't know about that until recently, has really helped me dial in my content. And then you can add team members. So if, if you have, I have someone distributing the content for me once I produce it, because I know if it's left up to me to actually distribute it, I'm, I'm not going to, it's going to stay in my Google Drive. And so we have Trello boards where you can, uh, you know, just get together as a team and make sure that things are getting done. But all of this stuff is classic Chris Cooper, two brain business, nothing new. But I just really want people to just know, like do this, do the foundational things that that Chris has been telling us to do forever. Focus on one thing till it's done. And the new roadmap, Mike, I've been taking my clients through that. And it has been so cool to just allow them to focus on you know one part of the roadmap and, and get the foundation done. And we, I just did a call yesterday where I said, okay, we're going to get all of these parts of the roadmap finished before we get into get more leads, the get more leads part of the roadmap. And because of the way it was structured, it was really easy for them to understand. And, and there's a month in between calls, but they know exactly what they need to do because of the roadmap. So kudos to Two Brain Business, everyone who worked on that and put it together. Yeah. And for guys, if you're listing the roadmap is a step-by-step series of squares in it's broken down by different aspects of your business. So there's, you know, get more leads, retain clients, improve your staff, all sorts of different categories. And you move along and there are squares that you unlock and they build upon each other. So the first one might be, you know, uh, do you, what's a good example here? I think one of them is, for example, is when you get further along, it's like fire a weed client. And it's like a badge of honor where you identify someone in your business who is not a good fit that is making things worse for everyone and get rid of that client. Then you go on to the next one and there's a whole series of things that builds up. And eventually the idea is that if you get into high levels in each of our highways on the roadmap, you're going to have a very successful business that's going to be generating a lot of revenue for you and creating jobs and careers for people. Uh, so that's a really cool product that we've got. And uh, you can always click to get a free call with a mentor to talk about how mentorship works. I'm going to ask you this. Talk to me a little bit about media and free advertising in the sense of, have you ever been able to, you know, hook the local media in to come and do a story on Julian Camp Rhino or something like that through some clever ideas? Yes, but it's it's not really clever ideas. <laughs> it's just sending them everything I'm doing until they like one. <laughs> And that's, I mean, that's a clever idea with a touch of persistence, maybe. Yes. I, I always say I'm like the water dripping that eventually does the hole in the rock. That's me. I'm very, very persistent with everything that I do. And this is one of them. They have um, the, their desks, their news desks, where they, you know, take, uh, you know, the, the release, you know, the, yeah, the releases, like you send them over the releases and they decide if they want to use it or not. And that, that's what we do. We just always tell them what we were doing. So when we gave out our equipment to all of our members, you know, a lot of gyms were doing that, but 
uh, that was just one of the things that we kind of sent along and, and they picked up on that and they liked it and they came out for that. And, um, that like, <laughs> we've, we've had a lot recently. And then I had a trailer that was stolen and we gave it away, uh, to the people that actually, yeah, it was the people that stole it, but they needed a home. And, and so we, we gave it to them mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> the news picked up on, on the story just by members tagging the news, you know, in the post that we had made. And, and, uh, those things like it's, that's just goodwill, you know, when you're doing good things, it's nice for people to hear about it. So the news likes to share nice things that people are doing, but it's really not clever. It's nothing special. It's just, just persistence. But, you know, and I've sat on the other end of that. So I sat in those newsrooms and got those releases and I'll give you two secrets from there. Uh, the first one is exactly is that the squeaky wheel does get the grease. So someone who does like you, who does talk and keep telling people and saying, Hey, it's me. Hey, it's me. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? The more you do that, the more people like I have literally at times assigned stories just to get someone to stop bothering me. And like, it, it is a thing. It does work. The second thing is that the easier that you make it for media people to do their job, the better it is. So if you send them, you know, a succinct summary of what you're doing and why it's important, along with like great images that they can use right away, or maybe a video that showcases exactly what you're doing, because they're going to ask for it anyways, right? If you can make their job really easy and everything's lined up in one nice little package, these people are like mostly in, they're understaffed, overworked, the whole situation with media right now. If you can really package things up for them and give them everything on a platter, they're going to be more likely to take your story than a similar story that doesn't have anything, any assets like that. And the final thing that you mentioned, which is great, is building up that goodwill, right? Once you have a relationship with one media person, all of a sudden you're not emailing, you know, comments at newspaper.org or whatever. You actually have a phone number and a face and a name, you know, get a business card, build a relationship and talk to these people. And eventually when they're desperate for a source, probably going to be you. And so this is, this is, you know, this is media. It's not technically advertising, it's editorial, but in a grander scheme, it is free advertising because your name is getting out there without having to do anything. You know, this is such, I love this. I love, I wish I could have listened to this podcast so long ago, Mike. <laughs> um, but a couple of other resources to help you. I took a, a writing course from Donald Miller. It was a one day writing course four hours. It was incredible. It, it taught me how to have a controlling theme to be concise and, and it can teach anybody how to make their posts and their stories and everything. Don't look at my posts yet. I'm still working on, on clarifying all of my messages, but taking a simple writing course is so helpful in feeling confident in posting. And then secondly, if you're going to be on TV, give them sound bites and be excited. It is so much more important to have enthusiasm and to give them short sound bites than it is to not stutter. It's okay to stutter. It's okay to be ridiculous. It's okay to look ridiculous. It's just not okay to be looking off into the distance and yammering on for a long time. And then they have to package that. You're probably not going to get a call back if you're talking and talking and talking, and then they have to figure out a package. Am I right about that? hundred percent. Every, every news outlet has, unless you're live, of course, but even then people will like interrupt and redirect and so forth. But if you're doing something recorded, like I did, for example, a, a TV interview over Zoom about the COVID crisis and fitness, we talked for maybe 10 minutes and I think they used maybe 17 seconds of what we said. And you kind of know that you have to think of like, you get your good lines in there, right? And you don't kind of bury them with a bunch of other distractions and so forth. It's like the fitness industry is in trouble right now, but we are going to survive the COVID crisis. Boom. They use a line like that. Right. And there was a whole bunch of stuff around that, but exactly having your thoughts laid out and framing things properly is very appropriate. And you're right. If you stutter or mess up, we have an editor who uh, 
cuts at all the mistakes that I make on the podcast here. So <laughs> every news outlet has that. And of course, if you're live, it's a little bit different, but you're exactly right. So polishing things up definitely helps. And like, you're right too. Like you're very enthusiastic. It would make sense why media outlets would enjoy that because they don't want a boring person talking about free advertising in a monotone voice for 20 minutes, right? Your excitement carries over obviously in your gym and your community, but it also carries over into media very well. I say ridiculous things that I'm embarrassed of so often, <laughs> just for the record, but that's not near as bad as worrying so much about what you're about to say, that you don't have a clear message, that you don't actually say something important. And in that writing course that I took, he said something really interesting. You've probably heard it before because you're a writer. He said, if you're writing worried about what people are going to think about what you're writing then you need to not write it. And I was like, whoa, I always worry about what people think. Dang it. Like everything I've ever written worried about that. And it, but it gave me freedom because if you have anything to say, you know, you're going to be polarizing. Like I was so scared to get on the news during all this coronavirus stuff. And, you know, but whatever, like as long as you are, you know, doing that out of the, out of good intentions and you have your vision and you have your mission and that's at your forefront on all of your social media challenges, then you're probably not going to get blasted too hard because people know who you are and what you stand for. Passion is better than perfection, right? And obviously, like high standards are important and you should strive to make things better all the time, but it's a mistake. Like there are gym owners that I've talked to and I've done some consultations about um, media plans and so forth. Some of them will say, well, I just, my, I can't, I can't publish anything. I don't know how to publish anything. I get scared. I don't know what to do. So they don't publish anything. And then they, that just continues, right? It's a perpetuating cycle where they're too scared. So they, their Instagram account is dead. It's that consistency we talked about is lacking. They need to just start getting something out. And so one of the tips that I've given people is just, just take a picture in your noon class of every single person smiling and just put up the post and say, this is Carol. Carol's an accountant and she's having a great day at my gym, whatever. Do that with the next person. This person, John is a bus driver, whatever. There, you know, there's 12 people right there. That's 12 posts. That'll buy you some time to figure the rest of it out. You can absolutely just get some stuff out. And, the, you know, a tip that I'll give you as well is if the, the more nervous you are about something, make it shorter, right? You just keep it short and blunt. Like I think Donald probably talked to you about that. Make it concise. There's nothing worse than something rambling and bad, but something short and bad, you can definitely live with. That's okay, right? Because it's over fast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, recently I noticed that we had, you know, we weren't on top of our social media game. And so I just have my guy just get a picture out. We have tons of pictures. Just get a picture out every day, both locations, you know, even if I'm not giving them material to that's actually a little bit longer, just a picture, people smiling, like you said, just be out there. I well, love this was, it. This was Donald Miller of StoryBrand that you were talking about? Yes. Yes. He has a writing course and he's writing a book about writing. And it was wonderful. The controlling theme part really helped me because I like to go on tangents. Yeah. And, that's, and so we've also got a slight tangent for me is that we do have a show uh, in the archives here uh, about story brand and whether it can help your gym. So that's an interesting one. If you guys want to look that up, that talks all about Donald Miller and the story brand concept. So that's in the archives. Uh, do you have any other clever ideas that we want to throw at people before we wrap it up here? Uh, if you were to go back, and, you know, like, let's say 10 years ago, what would you do? Let's say you were just starting up a business 10 years ago. What would you do right now? Would you start doing paid advertising or what would you do instead? 
This is Camp Rhino, the fictional version that's, you know, you just started. What would you do? I would go online and, and build a following first and then start the gym. Okay. There's, so even before that, where would you build that following? How would you, where, where, where would you do it? Would I would probably start, or? I would start on Facebook mm-hmm. just because most people are on it. And then all the content that I started on Facebook, I would leverage even in a podcast, even, you know, on Instagram, LinkedIn, the Google, my business, I would leverage the content on there. And I would probably start it the way I I did before I did start out in the parks. Mm -hmm. And so you, you start with something, you know, when you're, when you're going to start to me, any health and fitness business, you start with something that worked for yourself. You know, it worked for you. And, you know, you look at a bunch of other people's frameworks for getting people results. You adapt it until you have your own and then you try it on people until you have those testimonials. And then you keep building up your following based on the testimonials that you have. But that's one thing that I would definitely do differently is instead of always just using my weight loss story, I would have been much better about sharing the results of my customers. And we all make this classic mistake of, oh, I don't want to bother my members. You know, I, I mean, I'm here to make their lives better. I'm not here to put their images and their stories all over social media. But people really love being inspirations. And that's what you're helping them do is you're helping them be an inspiration to other people. And, and luckily what we're selling and what we're spreading is happiness and, and positivity and feeling better, looking better, having more confidence and really change. You can change the entire energy of your city if you do a fitness brand right in your city. So you're essentially putting these clients on podiums, right? Like you're with yes. permission, you're glorifying them and you're give, you're, you're making them celebrities and like, who doesn't appreciate that? There might be a few clients who are like, ah, oh, you know, I'm nervous. Don't, don't do it. But by and large, nine out of 10, if you ask them, can I share your story? They'll be more than happy to, first of all, because it makes them feel good and they feel like superstars. Second of all, because they like you and want to help you. They want you to succeed, right? They love your service. They love your product. They want to tell people about it. And all you have to do is ask. We have, uh, for human clients, we have social media playbooks that we give you guys uh, to tell you exactly how to do some of this stuff. Uh, if you're not a two-brain client, they'll go to our free tools section and you will find all kinds of resources, including an affinity marketing guide. In that guide, you're going to find all sorts of ways to use your current clients to find more clients without spending a dollar. Chris, uh, at, uh, his gym catalyst, has never spent money on advertising because he uses affinity marketing to an extreme degree and he's really, really good at it you don't necessarily have to spend money on that. And Julie, I'm sure with your mentoring clients, you probably tell them about affinity all the time because you don't have to spend any cash and it gets results. Yes. I want to tell you about one of my clients recently and she had tried the Facebook ads and we started talking about affinity marketing because the budget really wasn't there to spend any more money on ads. And I'm not obviously a big promoter of that anyways. And so we started talking about her goal review sessions. She had sat down with someone who had a job that basically had that that was in a niche and she was a part of a larger community and they all spoke Portuguese and the gym owner spoke Portuguese. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling that her starting these classes for this, you know, group of women in Portuguese is going to have such a bigger return on investment than any ad spend she could have done. And and that's affinity marketing, her sitting down with the client and saying, you know, who are you? How are you? Like, what, what is your, what is your story? And just, you know, seeing where she could help the client. It was beautiful. And I, I, you know, I'll, I'll circle back on that and let you know how it goes. 
So our listeners have spent 45 minutes with us, but they haven't spent a dollar and they're probably going to make a bunch of money if they follow some of your tips. Thank you so much for being here <laughs> and sharing all your stories. But none of this matters if you don't have a mentor that tells you what to do first. So get on, get on to brainbusiness.com, right? Get that free help call. I remember mine. Ken could have said it better. Thanks for being here, Julie. Thank you for listening to Two Brain Radio. I'm Mike Workington talking free ads with Julie Johnston. If you want more directed advice based on data, Two Brain founder Chris Cooper is all about that action. Things will not get better unless you make them better. So head to twobrainbusiness.com and check out the blog for daily action items from a guy who ran a failing gym before he created a multinational, multi-million dollar business. Chris shares his secrets daily with you for free. Check out twobrainbusiness.com. Thanks for tuning in to Two Brain Radio. Please subscribe for more episodes. And we'll see you next time.